listening to the Art Problems Podcast, episode 38. I'm your host, Patty Johnson. This is the podcast where we talk about how to get more shows, grants, and residencies. And before we dive into this episode, I want to let everyone know that I'm holding what I am calling the Vanta Black Friday offer this week. So for those of you who don't know, Vanta Black is the name of the blackest black in the world. It traps all light and the color or lack thereof, whatever we want to call that. That is the color that the artist Anish Kapoor purchased the exclusive rights to. So that's the reference. And if I'm being honest, I'm super happy with the name because I think it's so much fun. And the deal is a bit of a black box right now, right? It's a secret that will be revealed on Wednesday only to those who sign up for early access to that deal. I'm only offering it to my mailing list, and this one is so good. <laughs> I never do special offers, and I'm let me tell you, I'm certainly not doing this one again anytime soon. So sign up now if you want the early offer with the link in the show notes, and you'll see the network special I've come up with on Wednesday. Moving on from the holidays to, well, the holiday season, today on the podcast, I want to talk about how to manage the feels. And I want to talk about this today because in a little over a week, Art Basel Miami will start, which is a time of a lot of commercial activity in the arts and a time when we're all a little bit more sensitive because the careers of artists are that much more visible. So you might be in Miami for the United States' biggest convening of art fairs because your work is on view or you want to network. You may want to work on your own sales online outside of the fair environment and not attend, or maybe you're not participating because it doesn't make financial sense or your work isn't made for commercial environments. Whatever boat you're in, you are still likely to be feeling the feels for the next couple of weeks. And so I want to talk about what that might look like. First, if you are a participating artist at the fairs, I want to encourage you to adjust your expectations to what I am about to say accordingly. Sales are down and they are down by a lot. Dealers typically don't talk about this a lot because the perception of slow sales begets slower sales. And that's that's the reality, right? So they can't talk about it that much. But as someone who spends all day talking to artists and talking to dealers, I can share with you what they are telling me. And that is that sales are down. It's really tough for everyone. And one artist I spoke to had made 400K in sales in 2022. And this year so far has made 40K. So that's what we're talking about. That's some serious market volatility that we are seeing. And that is the kind of thing that can have a real impact on your quality of life, what you can do from one year to another. So if you're participating in the fairs and your work doesn't sell, that doesn't mean you're a bad artist or that nobody wants your work or that you didn't do a good enough job getting press for yourself, any of those things. There's no amount of press that will transform mass consumer behavior. Your work selling is not a measure of your worth or your success. It is just a sign that the market is down. That is all. 
This applies to artists who sell their work to collectors and friends and families around the holidays too. Sales is just information. I had one coach who once said to me, there's no such thing as failure. She said, there's only success and feedback. I actually think we're better without the binary altogether. There's only feedback and it's what you do with that feedback that matters. So one thing that I'd like to see us all do with this feedback is peel back some of the anxiety around the art fairs to begin with. So I wrote a little about this anxiety last year for Hyperallergic, and I wanted to read an excerpt here today because I think it's relevant. So here's how I start. Regardless of how you feel about the millionaire and billionaire class, art fair events attract a lot of art professionals, so it's usually an excellent way to meet people. Despite the number of artists who disavow fairs, I'd wager most would rather be active participants. I'm not saying this is you, but for many artists I speak with, the problem has more to do with not being invited to the party than the party itself. The trouble, of course, is that fair art is only one form of art making, and within that environment, it's very easy to forget that other types of art exist. If the main opportunities for visibility center on blockbuster events and sales and outrage and influencer fodder, then yeah, people forging unique paths will be perceived to have less value and fewer avenues for visibility. And that has real consequences for art because it means less diversity, less experimentation, and ultimately a culture where innovation can't flourish. I don't have to tell you that that's a problem. You're already experiencing the consequences of a myopic art world. But I think it's worth pointing out that there are plenty of models for artists to live by that are just as legitimate as the model that will land you on an art fair roundup. You don't have to sell your work. whoop de doo an artist-led project that creates installations and live performances, gives away their performances for free. The New York-based graffiti artist Revs has refused to sell any art for more than three decades and is a giant in his field. Chloe Bass, a social practice superstar, received a 40000 grant from NYU's Future Imagination Collaboratory and has no plans at all to go to Art Basel, Miami. These artists aren't rich, but I'd argue they're more successful than the average art fair staple artist. That's the excerpt, and I, you want to keep in mind that the non-market examples of success here, you want to keep them front of mind because the right examples can be models for you. You can make art on your own terms. You don't have to sell. And if you want to show, there are a lot of ways to do it that don't involve compromising your work or resorting to methods that won't work, right? So you don't have to go to a fair but you also don't have to do some of this other stuff that comes up. And what had come up for me recently this past week was Carrie Gardner Gerbrock, a fine art insurance artist and social media gadfly, uh, shared with me a job listing placed by an artist who is seeking one or more people to go to opening receptions at Chelsea galleries, seek out art curators, executives, dealers and their assistants, and then talk to them about this particular artist's work. This person, the assistant, would be given cards only to be given out to special people, and they would be paid $25 per reception. This is one of those methods that won't work. If you're looking for a job, too, 
this one isn't a good one. There's zero chance that it will be fulfilling because it's not going to work. No gallerist wants to learn about another artist's work while they're trying to sell what's on view. It's rude. And it's doubly rude to get somebody else to attend the opening for you. As an artist, when you gain representation, you also represent the gallery. They want to know that you have some skin in the game. So that means that you're showing up at openings well before representation ever even happens. You don't have to send your minions. And if you do, that's going to be considered inappropriate. Now, it's worth noting that this artist described their accolades in this listing as showing at Art Basel Miami and the Venice Biennale and a gallery in Chelsea. And here's the problem with this. It lacks specificity. Galleries don't care that you showed your art at Art Basel Miami or the Venice Biennale. They want to know where you showed there. Because there's a big difference between showing at the main fair at Art Basel Miami and showing at one of the 5 million satellite fairs that happen at the same time. The same goes for the Arsenale and the Biennale Pavilion at Venice and everything else, right? There's so much satellite activity that you really need to know where the specific venues were. And this is why I think the more specific you are about where you've shown and what you want to achieve, the better. Don't leave off the important details because it can make you look like you're being deliberately misleading. The specific venues that you show at matter to your audience and I also want to say here that bigger is not necessarily better. I actually skipped the main fair at Art Basel Miami last year because it wasn't as relevant to me as places like Nada. But if I were only viewing based on the size of the brand, then I wouldn't have done that, right? So there's a lot of reasons that people attend different places. And if your goal is to get of a gallery that's a good match for you, you can't be generic in the details. So it's less that this looks sketchy, although it did, and more that by leaving out the details, you don't give somebody enough information to make a decision. So one final note on not letting the feels get the best of you. If you want to show at a gallery, I just want to put it out there that I just don't want you to shoot yourself in the foot by participating in shows that charge you a fee. There are a lot of different versions of the fees that people might charge you. So I think there's a lot of gray area in here. And I want to say that I know very good artists who have considered this at times due to low points in their careers. The thing is, is that there's always a better option. And it's just easy sometimes to lose sight of that when you're just trying to figure out how to make something happen. If you can let your objectives rather than your emotions steer the ship, you're going to be better off always. It doesn't mean that you need to turn your emotions off. You just need to have enough information at hand that they don't take over. And getting that information that, my friends, is a problem that is infinitely solvable. It's literally why the network membership exists. It's also why artist networks exist. So if you're interested in getting advanced notice on the Vanta Black offer, I'm going to bring this home. 
I'm going to reveal all those details to the early access list on Wednesday. That link is in the show notes. And in the meantime, have a good holiday and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend. It really helps get that valuable information out to more artists just like you. You can find all of the names and the links that we reference in this conversation at workshop.art slash podcast.